Awoga, this is a dwarf cast. Hello and welcome to the Dwarfcast commentary for Series 5, Episode 5, Demons and Angels. Uh, my name is Jonathan Capps and joining me on this illustrious day is Ian Symes. Hello. John Hall. Yo, bitchin'. T- Tanya Jones. Hello. And on loan from the Red Dwarf Fan Club, Joe Sharples. Hello. That's all us here and ready. So, <laughs> <laughs> without further ado, please uh, place your Series 5 disc into the DVD player and press play after these pips and we'll start talking. Beeps. You've corrected me from beeps to pips before. And now you're going the other way. <laughs> yeah. I've just made a couple. Hey, eight out of ten cats prefer Ganymede and Titan. There ain't no place in the whole of cyberspace. Red Dwarf. It certainly is. With still, as we mention every time we get a Series 5 episode, with that horrible red letterboxing yeah it wouldn't matter so much if they didn't squash the picture yeah. I don't know why they chose to do that it's just well it was all it's 1992 <laughs> 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 okay. it seemed exciting here's, here's the thing squashing or cropping if if you have to pick you one. would crop I, I think would you should crop to crop on the day wash every time God. Yeah, for a title I mean that's fair for a title well no 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 I mean if you're say let's say you're putting together a 69 documentary you've got loads of archive footage if you have to squash or crop you don't your pillar box yeah I know but if you have to squash or you crop. don't your pillar box <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah your pillar box I agree <laughs> but I wish I knew where this ranked in some sort of yes I was wondering well it's funny you should say that it's in the Silver Survey, for instance, Silver Survey. it is the 27th best episode of Red Dwarf, the uh, fifth best or second worst in Series 5. It's one place below the beginning from Series 10. Nah. So ah. people mm. think that the beginning is better than this. Well, it clearly is. We start with a scientific idea or sci fi idea very coherently explained. Um, uh, with a nice joke to top it off, and that's great. <laughs> it's true. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's good. Well, you see, um, it's well explained. It's uh, oh, this one does all the best things, and this one does all the worst well, things for some it, reason. It's, yeah, it's, but it's a simple. But concept. you buy it because you're on board. Yeah. So are they. <laughs> There's a weird thing with the um, deleted scenes because this is the episode where a lot of it was reshot this by Robin Dunn. Yeah, this scene was done on the last day, like after oh, there was yeah, wrapped. Which is why the rap party was a. Can you uh, imagine doing yeah. all the pickups in one day? Like yeah. they had a pickup week for ten. Yeah. But, but what <clears> I find <throat> odd about it is, so on the deleted scenes on the DVD, there is a version of the scene that was originally shot by Julian yeah. Mann. And watching it, yes, it feels odd and it feels weird and it doesn't feel as good about this as, as this. But I can't tell whether that's just because how we're seeing it on the DVD yeah, out of context without the final mix. I can't tell yeah. whether it genuinely is really, really dodgy or whether actually if it had been put into the episode... I think it says a lot that they went to the effort of identifying that it was not quite up to scratch because like it could have passed muster it would have been okay mm. to broadcast it mm-hmm. but they chose to go out of their way to make it better oh look and there's an explosion that actually does something 
<laughs> and has a consequence. This is uh, it's definitely very um, it's getting to the it's getting to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. I just had to walk Bart out of that sentence. <laughs> and also, this is, feels genuinely dangerous as well, but they're still doing jokes and getting jokes out. But this feels like it's ratcheting up to me. Yeah. Series 5 is just the peak for... Series 5 is where... <sighs> series 5 temporarily becomes a action comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all yeah, it's all run incredibly smoothly so far, hasn't it? <laughs> Things have happened. There's been jokes, and everybody's in character. And yeah. in the um, one of the deleted scenes for this is uh, Holly adding, "I'm very furry," which <laughs> yeah. I don't think they should have cut. <laughs> no. Now this is slightly dodgy. This is That's the, the start the start of the bits where what? you can start seeing from a production point of view this episode was a bit bodged together. And that's, that's the first example. That's a collection of different model shots from over the years that have been put together to create. Yeah. And it's weird how it goes from the stuttery what's the word? Strobe strobe like effect to it suddenly cutting and not being like that. And it's yeah. just that's weird. Across the line as well. Yeah. Um, and this is but obviously that amazing. Is a good explosion. That is a good explosion. That bit there. That's the bit that I own. It's, um, it's, yeah, but there's that the serious jeopardy going on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also note how fast this episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many minutes? We're about three, four minutes in, and the and ship's the blown, blown up. up. It's yeah, it's quite impressive. Evacuated. It's yeah, it's quite it's quite something. This is good. A really good example of. Escalating of the threat and escalating a joke at exactly the same time. Yeah, yeah. really, really yeah. well put together. You're right, and that's something Red Dwarf Five in particular is really good at. <laughs> and Chris Barry's face when he turns back around. <laughs> this, I, I, what was below this episode in the sort of survey? Sorry. Uh, close the laptop lid. Um, <laughs> I thought it was all yeah. Oh, Terraform was immediately British below it. Oh, okay. Uh, DNA. Uh, That's what I meant. The Series Five episode that was apparently yeah. worse. Terraform. Because yeah, but I think the the thing is with Series Five and most of Series One and Six is that you can identify which episodes are stronger than others, but. Yeah. There's no bad episodes no, at no, all. Yeah, no. Everything is really good. The only thing is that Craig's performance as Low Lister is. A, I think <laughs> maybe it's, it's, it's either really brilliant or not very good. I think it could possibly be brilliant because it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't uh, like it. There's a lovely undercutting of the boys from the dwarf thing. writing. Good live cutting happening as well. It all seems to be like one, or feels like one take. Yeah. Now. I think my issue with Demons and Angels is just that. Oh, sorry. I don't like that that shot 
zooming in because you don't you see the sides of Red Dwarf aren't there yeah. on the close up the bottom yeah. of the bottom. and the bottoms are missing and then it's it really annoys me every time sorry Ian carry on that's alright uh, it's I think it starts to lose momentum like it comes out of the blocks yeah. and it's incredible and like all of this has happened in five minutes yeah and, it, and it's been funny and brilliant throughout and then it kind of all slows down a bit and stumbles I mean I suppose I suppose how would you ratchet up the tent? How would you change That's the thing, that? Yeah, it's, when you, if it starts at that pace, that pace it's yeah. hard to do. Uh, but it's still good. Yeah, yeah maybe no, no, again no. that's like because editing was. I mean, obviously shooting was a problem, but like the stories we've heard is it, the edit suite was probably one of the most grueling parts of it. And mm. so, like stuff like that with pacing, maybe they started like. Let's keep this moving. Let's keep this moving. Shit, we're running out of episodes. <laughs> here's, here's the weird thing about this plot. So here we are specifically told um, on the good version of Red Dwarf there will be a working triplicator. That then changes to there only being half the triplicator. Well, just got it wrong. On, but isn't it weird how slightly more isn't made of that? Like we're told one thing will happen, and obviously it's different. In, but it yeah. slightly feels like a bit of explanation is missed. In all instances of the the plot advancing on this it's done very like quickly with like half a sentence to explain. Yeah. Now we've got to go onto the high ship to get the triplicator. Okay, now we've got to go onto the low ship. Yeah. Okay, now we've got to do this. Yeah. It's all getting to the next set piece. Yeah. Yeah. Which exactly. is fine because the set piece. Yeah, they want to get us to the high ship without us worrying about having to go to the low but ship. Yeah. It's yeah. a very good point. It's very set piece based in a way that Red Dwarf often isn't. But it's all. Actually. But it's all got. It's a, the story itself is is pretty coherent. Yeah. And pretty simple so you can follow it all the way yeah through the episode and it's not a problem you, at no point could i say i I've, I've never ever felt confused watching demons and angels no well, here's something confusing how does lister remember having played pool with planets yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. This this was ruined the entire episode <laughs> ruined the entire program mm. <laughs> the, uh, it's the, a good the, split screen the high versions of the characters is a little bit light on I mean, Chris Barry gets to pull a brilliant face. And <laughs> yeah, I think this is one of the things that's less than perfect about Demon's Angels, and it's still good. Which is but, ironic. Yeah. <laughs> is that everyone loves alternate characters and yeah. alter egos, and here you've got eight, or ten, if you include yeah. the, the brief glimpses of Holly. <laughs> yeah, the Hollies. Uh, and none of them are particularly fleshed out, and I think the highs in particular are just so generic. There's, there's like, there's Rob's nothing. Character. Yeah, there's nothing of the individual characters in the highs. They're no, just their isn't. own thing. Whereas with the lows, you can see that they are tailored, and they're all. There yeah. is, apart from the it's rimmer true. high, because he, the dance is definitely a rimmer thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's but true. even the high rimmer has got a, a veneer of. Sorry, out the It's good. Good. No, I mean, I suppose there just isn't the time as yeah. much as anything. Yes, that you've um, only got a half hour to fit in all these characterizations. I, I mean, you could actually, arguably, Deans and Angels would make a lovely forty-five minute Christmas mm. special. There's enough, enough things you could do to make this an, a yeah. longer episode. Um, but still, like, um, in like this particular scene here where they slow down and, and talk about it is the first time that the pace has slowed yeah but they are minutes away from 
leaving the high ship behind and going onto the low ship. So it's still, even at this stage, it's still being really, like uh, the entire time they're on board the high ship is less than five minutes. I may, think. Maybe it is just it just feels weirdly and in, weird and inconsistent with the, the, the uh, pace. Talking mm. of inconsistencies, uh, there's an interesting comparison here between Rimmer's attitude towards Jesus in this episode and <laughs> yeah. the attitude yeah. in He's all over the place on that one. <laughs> And he's different again in series two. There's yes. no nothing there really. In series three he comes back and says, "Lovely service, Lister. You should come." Mm-hmm. I'm using on the inner soul. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I I do sometimes try and figure out which which scenes in this were done in front of the audience because obviously with all different characters and split screen it's trying to figure out I I genuinely can't figure out which bits were done across the audience and which weren't yeah well I mean presumably I mean if you assume all the split screen stuff obviously wasn't this feels like it was this this could be shot in two lots like the our normal crew reacting could easily be a pickup that has been or a pre-record that would be but again, but yeah, as, as, we can only speculate because yeah. I don't know the answer. But it yeah. doesn't feel obvious, like yeah. it does something. And also, um, again, <clears> that <throat> recital's only just started and it stops because they've got to move on. Yeah. What feels like a big set piece actually is there for a very short amount of time. Yeah. It's very convenient that they decide to hang around in groups of no more than one incarnation. <laughs> <laughs> It's like um, the start of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, where one of the evil robots is <coughs> just grabs the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that is a really impressive split screen. Yeah. He was alright at them by this point. I mean, he was alright at them by future records. Who? Oh, yeah, good point. Ah. Slight bit of overacting from Chris Barry. <laughs> Those are really impressive. <laughs> Yeah, too Twins. impressive, aren't they? Like, yeah, based on the famous stone. Yeah, one of them There's... turn around and get him in the knackers or something. Did <laughs> uh, they burn the inside the... of his thigh? And Peter Rag said, uh, "Yes, yes, one one of the squid spin that cut came apart, but it looked very good." <laughs> <laughs> and then no, doesn't the uh, grenade burn Danny John Jules' yes. feet yeah. through yes. his opened up sandals? Good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good squid. Look at that! Yeah. Oh, it's semi the squib. <laughs> and look at the top of the shot here with Danny, where he's kind of speaking a bit, and then there's a. His and they, they couldn't around his looks of burned agony. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I thought for a while, and that's a weird shot. That turn it? around, and it's and it's or almost a, like it's reversed. I don't think it is, but it's weird. I think it's meant to be him firing his. And that's a terrible bit of blue screen. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but this is what I mean by... Blue um, screen and red dwarf. Is... The, the, all of a sudden, they, they're trying to do something very, very ambitious. And coupled mm. with the fact that the director... This is one of the very few episodes of Red Dwarf where you can really see it straining and cracking because a combination of an inexperienced director um, for this and a really ambitious script, it, there are just think, bits yeah. that don't quite knit together. These sequences are well directed, though. I think. Well, that's whether, it fits, whether it fits in Red Dwarf is another matter. It, I think they're well directed, different. and I think they're mostly good. But the cracks are there, where suddenly there's a shot that looks weird, or there's mm. an effect that doesn't work, 
And there's always a few of those in Red Dwarf, but there's a lot yeah. more in this than every other episode. And then you've got stuff like this, which is, look, this is brilliantly done and directed and looks great. But um, it doesn't matter as much as it might in maybe another series because you've got such a strong centre story that uh, with strong jokes arising from it. Yeah. And so when you see a dodgy effect, it doesn't have quite the same impact. That's series one to six in a mm. nutshell, isn't it, really? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Simon Peel. Simon Peel is in this episode. <laughs> um, and then you've got, yeah, then you have Low Rimmer, which I think makes the I entire episode worth. There's a gift set of this. <laughs> um, I'm very few with filters, but I'm very, yeah, I'm I like that effect. I've mind. always been very fond of Low Rimmer. Um, but well, I think a lot of people are very <laughs> fond of Low Rimmer, but not quite in the same way. I'm not sure way. Lister needed to hold his head and go, wait a minute. Oh, it's a hollow wick. <laughs> oh, right, that's why you can use it. The, um, the yeah, line... He doesn't need to say that for you, but for <laughs> someone who hasn't watched every episode thousands of times, he might need but, to say that. Well, in that case, it doesn't really matter. There's a low rimmer with a weird whip. Yeah. You know? The line, and then I'm going to have you, is a very undwarf like line. <laughs> it's very unusual <laughs> for the series. It's brilliant, but yeah. it's very atypical. And that fade also is um, atypical. Yeah. I think it's uh, Lister's POV, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. If the director knows what a POV <laughs> is. <laughs> it's him passing out. Bot brain. We're going to die now. <laughs> we've, we've got protective hairs. <laughs> oh. That set this is makes brilliant. makes me vaguely uncomfortable. It's a lovely set. And again, with this, <laughs> just Chris Barry thrusting... Lister, like Craig Charles squeaking. Like, it's, just, it's really. Cat's teeth keep moving in his mouth. I don't and like that cat's shot. Teeth. Is a, yeah. you know, oh, it's horrible. It's not nice. It really I don't is. like the. I don't like cat's teeth in this. The low cat's teeth. They yeah, there's a couple like of shots. Obviously, false teeth. They shouldn't move. Especially when independently. The yeah. worst one is when he's eating later on. Yeah. That says, oh, no, it doesn't. But it is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, I think, is my favourite of the. Yeah, I think so. He's, well, he's obviously great. And actually, Robert's Robert hasn't got working. that. Robert hasn't got many lines either. No, <laughs> but he really just takes over the screen. Uh, but yeah, wasn't well, that enforced method acting? Because it was a very hot costume, it and it was just yeah. grumpy. Um, so here's the bit that's another bit where you can see the tension where um, uh, here Lister goes game over now eh game over but the last over is dipped it goes game over like that yeah. you never get sound mixing errors in Red Dwarf like that it doesn't happen mm. apart from this one episode that was hacked together well all of a sudden they literally mixed the sound the dialogue wrong it just, it's yeah. odd it's weird it's yeah this sequence and any sequence where you've got more than one of the same person, because it has to have so many things that you wouldn't normally do in a multi-camera. Yeah. Like, a lot of it would really benefit from being single camera, because it's <laughs> so much easier, but that's not how they do it, so... <laughs> Rob Grant, once again, showing his distaste for genitals. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Oh. This is oh, just. Oh, this not... has always horrified me. And actually, it's a really lovely 
leg that they make so oh, it's God. really it's good just, it's great yeah, it makes it even or even worse like, <laughs> oh. it's this shot it's oh, a, oh look at that but in the latest <laughs> series of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here uh, they made Fern McCann from Towie eat a live spider for real <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. approximately that size well, there was complaints about that there was yeah okay well, there should be legislation <laughs> I mean there's not a lot of subtlety going on here it has to be said <laughs> I was going to say it's all kind of laid out I like Chris's uh, Grimm's wonky H yeah <laughs> it's, a it's on the wonk <laughs> That's that line was, was cut. cut from the 1994 repeat run. To the, it still feels weird to me that it's there because that's the version I've seen yeah. more well, than yeah, any other. Yeah, I must have grabbed this series after that particular repeat run when it was back in. I had this on video because of the way that the videos were structured for series five being in completely the wrong order. Yeah. I bought, oh, that must I have bought been this was the first video released. Bite one had this. Um, back to reality in Hollowship. It must have been really annoying putting a set back to its original condition after these. I was, I was about to say that earlier. It's like not only the costume changes that you have to factor in for which bits are live and which bits are pre-recorded, yeah. but all these sets have to be redressed. And it was one of the night. first ones shot as well because it was Juliet May. It was, yeah. It was supposed to be a, a lot earlier in the yeah series originally. God, I wonder if they were editing this while the first episode was going out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's just nothing. This is all very good, but there's nothing pleasant about it. <laughs> I forgot how much it upsets me. I mean, I think maybe part of if part of the problem with Demons and Angels is it's ripe for a a character piece looking at what yes what the characters yeah. did, but but it, the evil's a bit too generic for the, that. Yeah, they touch on it a bit, but it's not. You would like to see slightly deeper. Analysis of the characters if you're doing this, and that they just run out of time as much as they're not. Terraform is better than this, actually. Yes, I think it is. I think it is. Terraform does this, but kind of correctly. Makes it all about Rimmer. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do all four characters in this running time. You can't do it. Yeah, it becomes more about the situation that they're in rather than the characters, and that's a shame. But for what it is, it's still. Yeah, I mean, I. Oh, yeah. It is still a situation comedy, after Mm. all. Um, But it's a compliment to the characters, isn't it? That, that you, you just want more. That you want yeah. more, and you could probably yeah. do more. That's really you well could easily, easily with all yes. four of these characters, really explore what the high side is and what the low side is. Yeah, because they can't, they can't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this matter. So obviously, this is implicit social commentary that being a pacifist is bad and doesn't <laughs> get you anywhere <laughs> because it's a, that's satire. That is what I'm saying. Brother, permit me to furnish you with a fresh knife. They're not just pacifists. They are like to the point of insanity because they've got literally no balancing factors whatsoever. Which yeah. is, I suppose, what the episode's about. Yeah. But it's, yeah, you it's... can't... All good is bad, but all bad is worse. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Say. If you're all bad, then you're both. probably covered in oil in some way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have teeth that move independently of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Using his uniform as a latrine. Now, does that mean holograms piss? It means uh, the I cat knows shit. the word latrine. <laughs> I took that to mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he's hologram, so I think uh, the cat might have been doing a and joke. This was also reshot, this sequence. The original is on the yeah. deleted scenes. Look out, I'm going to kill you! That's good. 
typical scouser. So they can't control his uh, speech. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you can see the rubber axe there. Um, <laughs> the man in the shots. rubber axe. <laughs> Blow his kneecaps off. <laughs> <laughs> Stressful because, like, <laughs> yeah, it's I fine. Think Your neck band's fine. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> justified in, in uh, punching uh, the balls there. Again, with weirdness here, it just oh no, these no, actually, no, that's all right. Sorry, that bit's all right. Ignore me, it's Ignore fine. Ignore me. No, I'm not. That, that, that bit wasn't what I was thinking. Oh, I've always loved this. Take yeah. you by I surprise. I'm taking you by surprise, sir. I, I think my favourite one is surprise me now! <laughs> it comes by surprise, sir. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, that is a, one of the best scenes of the episode, <laughs> the series. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, it took me a while to figure out exactly this this bit is a, a bit where the, the strain is showing yes. of what happens to the spinal implant at various points it all gets a little bit confusing yeah it does and also does. what happens to the lows when the ships reform like they're evidently not instantly killed because yeah. 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 so there's a weird connotation that they the surviving lows asphyxiating space and as a result. that shot speeded up. Yeah. Again, the strain showing here. We just you don't tend to get shots to speed it up. I like Craig here. That's because that that wasn't a specially done model shot, was it? Even though they did like a special hanger for the low, but that's for the high. Sorry, but that is a specially done shot. Um, oh, is it? That, that is classic. <laughs> yeah. And that, I think the TARDIS is in the background of that. Yeah, well. you're right. You 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 do lose. This could be. <laughs> Directed a bit cleaner. <laughs> Good face. And um, this is dreadful. The grainy, oh. awful, it's appalling. Yeah. It's got music here. <laughs> Holly doesn't know what's going Holly's on. Holly's back. Again, yeah. again, the again, Holly's back, but we don't see her go. It's weird. <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, she barely says anything or acknowledges the fact. <laughs> what just happened to me? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't I just blow uh, up? You, Whatever. You, it's just it's just a really weird thing to say Holly's back when we've never saw her disappear. It's it's like mm. it wasn't a plot point, it wasn't It wasn't a thing and suddenly it's a thing and it's like, well <laughs> oh, it's, there's just oddities. It doesn't ruin the episode, but there are just weird things here. Yeah, that's the bit that struck me. Yeah, really yeah. The cat instantly knows where Low Lister is and yeah. shoots him dead. Well, he's he's got. Yeah, so why? Yeah, yeah so why, why is he exists at that point? He shouldn't exist yeah. according to the rules that we've yeah. been told. <laughs> and uh, we hear the slapping throughout most of the rest of the credits. I seem to recall. <laughs> it is amusing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not through with the rest of it, but for the first few seconds, oh, you just okay. hear. <laughs> which yeah, is really be, funny oh, would have been that amazing. would be good to do that every now and then through the thing <laughs> so yeah I, I like Demons and Angels a lot I do think it's one of the weakest episodes of five if not the weakest yeah. and I I think you can see the technical strain showing in a way that you can't generally see 
in Red Dwarf Four to Six. So where does it go then? So is it um, so Hollow Ship, Demons and Angels, and Terraform? They were all Juliet May. All but um, Quarantine and Back to Reality had Juliet May doing at least bits of them. So that that's credits, is it? Uh, no, this is according to the uh, guide on TOS. Well, remember that in uh, Back to Reality, it's SSS Esperanto. She's credited as the Esperanto director. So, just location. Oh, yeah. Basically. And so, yeah, every other episode, uh, apart from Quarantine, she directed at least. Yeah. I mean, bits were replaced later on by Robin Doug. The, the weird thing I'd say is that, in general, I think Series 5 is one of the best directed series, and. I'm talking about the strain you can see in Demons and Angels, but along with the stuff that doesn't work, and a lot of it is effects stuff, actually, rather than anything else, so there's some bits as well. But some of the rest of the episode is really beautifully directed. The yeah. um, the stuff through the boxes, through all, all that stuff. So it's it's not that you can point to to any of Juliet May's work and say, that ended up on screen and say, that's terrible. No, not at all. But um, we also know that a lot of it was reshot, and yeah. it gets very complicated. It, uh, the impression that I get from um, the heavy science documentary, as well as just general anecdotal bits over the years, is that it was just the fact that she didn't quite fit in with the show and the way that they worked. It's, it's not a, a detriment to her, as no. because she's gone on to be incredibly successful doing single-camera stuff. So maybe it was just multi-camera audience stuff. Well, not only audience. that, but just the weirdest multi-camera audience show you could yeah. possibly. It's, it's difficult, difficult to leap in. <laughs> difficult mm-hmm. to yeah, I imagine she was a young director at the time as well. Yeah, because she wasn't exactly old in that documentary, and that was and and if we after. if we take one thing that we know she directed, which is all the SS Esperanto stuff from Back to Reality, well, that looked great. Yeah. That yeah. stuff looks really good. Location, presumably single camera. Yeah. So yeah, I do you know what I I think that the POV story is apocryphal. It sounds yeah. like bollocks. <laughs> the more I, I thought about it over the last few years, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, where did it come from again? Remind me. Craig on the on yeah. the series five documentary. I mean, we've got to be careful at trusting anything the cast says to be blunt. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because things exaggerated over years and things you know, yeah embellished and for the benefit of a good story. Yeah, yeah, because really, like, <laughs> at, at, at heart, they're all just like, you know, they're all storytelling show-offs, and, <laughs> and things do grow with the telling. Yeah, so when when you're a fan that's looking for like the uh, definitive record of what went on and what happened, it's not really the source. <laughs> Juliet May, of course, did prior to Red Dwarf directed Hyle Honey I'm Home <laughs> really? yeah was that prior to Red Dwarf? Yeah. oh prior to her doing Red Dwarf yeah prior to her doing Red Dwarf which was produced by Paul Jackson that was Kevin Melvin and which the no it um, wasn't that was a sketch um, yeah. and, which, and, and by the way has a ridiculously unfair reputation it's not that terrible it just isn't a sitcom it's a sketch yeah that's all it is yeah. that's the mistake they, they made a series of sketches what should be a series of sketches into a sitcom but there's nothing particularly offensive about it, really. It's it's no more. No, I don't. There's low. Not compared to a lot of bad taste sketches you get in a lot of sketch shows. Yeah. There's nothing particularly. Very much not off limits for comedy. No, <laughs> yeah, but it becomes weird when an entire. I mean, this is basically what you're saying. When an entire series is based around. Yes, I, th- I think the problem is of scale Ooh, really rather than that. You're confident in the idea, right? Really. <laughs> I mean, it, this was BSB. It wasn't even Sky. It at this would. Point. It would be a bit like if like. 
in a parallel universe, Asso Spanish Detective went to series and not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really that confident? Yeah, that's idea? definitely six half hours worth <laughs> But I mean, uh, 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 the heart of Hull Honey and Home is a bad taste joke. Well, since when was comedy not have bad taste jokes? That's true. You know. The, Taiwan is a bit Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. but anyway, so back to Red Dwarf. Series five is pretty fucking good. Yeah, this is our last commentary for series it five. Is our We've last completed one. series five now. Achievement unlocked. Series five is, according to the Silver Survey, sorry to keep banging on about it, but it is the best series, series, according to the Silver Survey. Ooh, do I agree with that? I agree with it. I don't. Know. I agree with that by a by a nose because two is very really good. <laughs> I think it I depends what you think of though, because like if you add up. The sum of its parts, I'd say definitely series five because you just look at the list of episodes and they're all pretty. Yeah, there's not but a there's, dud there. But you do, when you think of series overall, you think of different things. You think of the vibe and you think mm. of the atmosphere and you think yeah. of the look and you think of the, you know, the set design, the, everything about it. Oh, the, t- the first time you watched it, it was yeah. your first series. It was, yeah, Back to Reality was the first episode that I saw, and then <laughs> it's all been downhill from there. <laughs> got hold, I got hold of the off-air tape that someone had recorded and played it to death over the course of a summer. Yeah. And so, yeah, Series 5 was always going to be pretty special to me. So that was three for me, I think. The first one I probably watched a lot, and it's not my favourite. So I'm yeah. Yeah. Series 8. Imagine if you got into a dwarf for Series 8. Mind Series Isn't that the case one. with Alex Newsom? Well, that explains everything. Because <laughs> I watched, I watched Series 1 first because I first saw it on the 94 repeat season and watched it all in order, I don't which think is I, bizarre. I'm not even sure I saw the 94 repeat season because I'm a bit surprised about... Because you told me, oh, the, that line about meaningless sex and demons and angels seems strange. And I, I because I've just yeah. been used to hearing yeah. it, I, was, I, I felt, found that really odd. I had um, the um, the Jobo ball, ball girl like I get my version ball. of that. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, did, did yes, that, yeah. and and also with series six, uh, when I first saw series six, it missed out sirens mm. yeah. entirely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then I had to. Re-watch I was really confused. Like actually, the first time I watched Out of Time, the first time I watched Out of Time, I thought it was fucking episode five. <laughs> so just to make it, uh, uh, I I wasn't paying attention. I thought there was going to be another episode. Next yeah. Week. It's so, a fair assumption if you've seen five episodes. I've seen five episodes. <laughs> There's a sixth episode next week. Um, anyway, series five. <laughs> yeah. I I think series five has whatever else you think of it. It's probably the best looking series. Yeah. It's the best looking Red Dwarf ever got. I think. Look at. I mean, you know, we're looking at the all the shows, or just the shows DVD menu. There's a beautiful, um, beautiful setup. That's the Esperanto, isn't it? Yeah. Like the model work is probably yeah. Is it at its best in? The- uh, it's it's. I want to say it's at its best in series six. Yeah, I want to say the model work is at its best in series six, and I think it it probably is. But then there's a few dodgy shots in series six in well, here as well. There's also four as well. I, I think mean, there's there's more uh, model shots in series six like, in terms yeah. of volume. So yeah, that's to create a whole load of new ones as well. But yeah, when in series five, I think they do fewer effects but better generally yeah yeah like quarantine is like all the the what do they call it moose base alpha, moose base alpha. Oh, quarantine beautiful. is really good and you only see it fleetingly though there is a little uh tonka toy bulldozer yeah <laughs> there which always sticks out to me <laughs> i've never, no- I've never <laughs> noticed these things but um 
but yeah, no, I, yeah, I mean, I think I think we were probably, or I certainly was quite harsh on Demons and Angels. There, I'm harsh on it because if I'm going to be harsh on an episode of Red Dwarf Five, it's probably going to be that it's one. Gonna be that one yeah. So let's do that. So I'm not obnoxiously fawning like I am with every other um, episode. But I'm over concentrating on negative points. I do think it's interesting that it's you can see it's hacked together, and mm. I I think. You don't get that with any other episode of one to six. I don't think any other episode feels as hacked together as that. It's interesting identifying like why I've always felt odd about certain bits of the episode or why certain bits felt odd to me. Like the first time I watched it, you know, when I was ten or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's interesting now kind of even even now I'm still just noticing new things, things that you were pointing out, you know. It was clearly I've always been aware that look, five was strained. Uh, the hollow ship cuts around a lot and during one section mm. it feels weird but I'd never really fully kind of I don't know like put everything together about why like anything that showed that it was a strange production do you know I'm Not more really, I'm more clear. bugged by the bit about low lister at the end now other people have said <laughs> it than I ever have been that's really annoyed yeah. me now because it's like you, you've done the climax episode and you should be it's like oh no, that's the thing I is, don't like that's it. also why you get to this point where you watch these episodes for so long because they're so entertaining and so good. Yeah. But it's only after examining it yeah. so many times that you start to notice the faults mm. because it's such a good it I, I, I presume the explanation for that, if, if implicit, is that the triplicator beam works inwards, but, oh, um, but Low Lister isn't in the ship. He's outside the ship, so the beam goes mm. in, but he's not there. So that's so why he survived because he's outside. The beam kind of existed, and then it was the thing that yeah, destroyed when, and smushed and it smooshed together. inwards. But it didn't smoosh outwards. Lister, our Lister should be. Uh, mm. uh, so if Low Lister had been on the ship, he would have. He would have been. He would have been smooshed. But as he was on Starbag outside the ship, he didn't get smooshed. He didn't get smooshed. Didn't get There's smooshed. an argument that the lows and highs shouldn't exist at all, apart from Holly, because yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. our crew were not on the ship when it exploded, when it, the thing happened, mm. and so therefore oh, they God. shouldn't be created in the first place. Oh but man, then, you've ruined it. When Seems the triplicator was thing. thrown into reverse, they were all on board the ship, so maybe the copy was made at that point, and so it's actually fine. This is a bullshit episode. I hate it. <laughs> also, there's a good continuity error where Creighton says, when I threw the triplicator into reverse, this happened, but it wasn't him, it was Lister. It, does and he do it in the original? In the original. Show? Oh, <laughs> God, of course! Originally, I interpreted, in fact, I think it was in the pip as a possible explanation, the plotting consistencies project from old TV, Red Dwarf, back in the day. They said maybe it's Creighton's guilt um, because he can't let Lister take the blame for it. And I really liked that, but then you saw the version in the deleted scenes and it was, oh, oh yeah. it wasn't that. Do you know what? I feel terrible. I've never noticed that before, ever. Uh, never. I don't feel terrible. It's not a, it's not a bad No, thing. my life is worth it. Really feel. Well, it is, but, you know, maybe not because of that. Um, I mean, yeah, we've already gone through all the deleted scenes. Um, I thank fuck because there's about seven hours yeah. so going through them now would be um, bit of a shame is, in fact actually I I would argue that I mean the, the first time we actually were really was really aware that five was a strange thing or a weird production in any way was the DVD because we saw 
the sheer amount of deleted scenes and Andrew started talking about it quite a lot in the build-up and then there was the documentary. No, I don't think that's oh, no. true. I yeah. knew it was a strange series when we knew Juliet May had left and we always knew Juliet May left oh, halfway through. But well, the extent, the I mean, yeah. like... The, cause yeah, we learnt de- we filled in details yeah. of yeah. that. And instantly, how brilliant of Juliet May to actually go on that documentary and talk about yeah. it. Because yeah, be if, about if, it. I, if I had been her, I that's the last thing I would have wanted to do. Yeah. Go back... There was no benefit to her from going on that documentary because everyone's forgotten about this. Yeah. All it's doing is dragging it up again. So she's got nothing to gain from this, really. So I'm but really impressed across well, so I guess she yeah. does. She did actually gain something from yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. She, she but I think, I think, if I remember correctly, there were a bit of the problems were detailed in Man in the Rubber Mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because he was talking about the. um, And then there's the whole thing as well. I've been recently, when we record this, I've been recently going through this magazines for (laughs) reasons that you'll be aware of, Um, and it's all around that time where all the stuff about Chris Barry not being particularly happy starts to creep out, and it's more around series six. Like there's a big interview with him in this magazine after series six is just about to go out. Where they talk about, you know, obviously you'd be well up for a seventh series, right? And he sort of goes, ah. <laughs> and I think it's it's this. It's mostly series six, but also it started in series five. I think Ed By not being there, yeah, um, put through a spanner in the works, and it was starting to get more difficult than, like, even more difficult than it had been, which was more difficult than average. <laughs> I I think Ed By going was was a big part of it. I think Paul Jackson going. Started it. Well, Paul Jackson. Well, so he the, went after four, didn't he? After three. After yeah. Three. But I don't mean he started as an immediate went went down. I mean that's just the start. It's of just the when team. you change. Yeah, you yeah. change a successful and you know Norman Lovett left as well, and that was something to get used to. And Robert Lewin came in, and yeah. Harridge came in, and I think by the time we got to this point, it had been eroded that little bit where it's it's this series five was the first time where the difficulties. Not overshadows the results by any means, but the difficulties encountered on the shoot started to linger in the minds of the people that were there, yeah. more so than they had on previous ones. I mean, it's interesting that I, I always I think, I mean, actually, I'm not sure we can say it about the latest two series, but I think at one point during the um, uh, Dwarf Cast in Series 10, I, I was like, can we not have a series of Red Dwarf 10 that isn't a production, dis- uh, Red Dwarf that isn't a production disaster? Yeah. And you count that back to five. Yeah. Yeah. You don't count it back to seven. Yeah. You count it back to five, where it became trickier it's such than it a needed to that be. You had to change the director. It's one of the most um, important people on the yeah. And it is important to realise that a lot of shows don't get analysed in this way, yeah. and this kind of thing probably happens on an awful lot more shows yeah. than we know. Um, because t- not every show has people that go into it in this fucking length. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's important not to overstate it, but at what? the same time, it's a bit of a shame. What were the problems with sex? I know this is a little bit off topic, but it's, it's always stated that Chris left because of problems on six, but was there really? Well, we know Out of Time is a shit show, oh, and that was yeah, a late yeah. delivered script. Yeah, I think a lot of the location filming for Emo Hawk didn't go particularly well because it was like really cold and late night type things. And I think just the. Just fatigue. I got the impression that Chris missed personalities more because he talks mm. about how he. there was, was Doesn't he talk about discipline on set? Yeah. And Which I, sounds very much like a Paul Jackson head by thing. Yeah, and I think he missed that more than anything. I also think the that he'd again. been doing British 
which in itself is not an average sitcom. Yeah. It is very ambitious, but compared to Red Dwarf, it's yeah. a lot more standard and a lot more chilled. And I think, I think it wasn't the fact there wasn't anything in series six that went particularly wrong. It was just that doing Red Dwarf is far more difficult than doing yeah. most other sitcoms, and yeah. so we just had enough of that. But yeah, that is quite off topic. It is. But never mind. Well, we were <laughs> talking a fair bit about six before. Six. I mean, I, I, I do wonder whether, of all the episodes in, certainly in series um, five, I would say Demons and Angels is a candidate for something where you think, oh, I wish they'd had, I wish they'd had 15 minutes more, 10 minutes, 15 minutes more. Mm. It would have made a nicer extended episode. Um, I love the deleted scenes in Hollership. I don't know how much you actually lose. Yeah. I think maybe, the, yeah. I, I think, maybe I look at the deleted scenes in Hollership and I think, oh, well, there's about, Maybe a minute. Nice if it had a minute longer. I don't look at Hollership and think it'd be nice if we had ten minutes longer. I look at Demons and Angels, and I don't mean from what they shot. I mean from even from a scripting point of view. I look and think, oh, there's a lot of things you it's could have done if you yeah, could just. It's a shame that they didn't have the opportunity to make more of that. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think that about a lot of shows. I, I a lot of them, I think, oh, well, that was a really good idea, and you could have extended more. But, but actually, then, it's nice you didn't. If you're going to go into um, alternate personalities and really flesh them out. Would you do that back to back with Back to Reality, which is the ultimate example of that? Do you know what? And that's actually slightly weird, anyway, isn't yeah. it? That you've got two. I mean, all right. Let's let's be honest. If Red Dwarf Eleven did two episodes back to back like that, I'd be the first person to whinge and say, "Oh, two alternate reality, uh, alternate personality <laughs> episodes next week." Doug Layla reusing ideas yet again. So yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just they're so they're doing such different things. I mean, because alternate personalities is there was. I mean. It's so it's such a common trope in the show. There was a whole musical feature out of it. <laughs> like, you know, it's all over the place. And it's because you can do so many very different things with it. It is. So it never feels like a kind of a, a old ground. When was the last ground. time they did it? Because actually they haven't done it in a while. Trojan? <laughs> that would have counted in the alternate personalities feature which was contrived at best <laughs> but the last time you had proper would have been uh, Only the Good where you had alternate versions yeah. of the characters from a different dimension there's that? been none of that in other than well you had Craig Charles in yeah. Back to Earth you had the actor Craig Charles yeah as an alternate personality of Lister which he that's is that, weird. That that's story. weird isn't it <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, nothing in 10. And we just don't know if there's any in the 11. We genuinely don't know. We have no clue. Uh, All right, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that's it for for Demons and Angels, and that is indeed it for Series 5. We'll never talk about it again. We've put a on it. We have completed our coverage of Series 5 after. 15 glorious so next time we do any articles that look back at the whole show we're just going to admit series (laughs) 5 there's also I think series 1's fucked off as well yeah we got rid of that a while back yeah so you know I'm sorry that's that's done and dusted but we've got two new series you know happening soon so you know we'll fill the gaps it's fine Um, so until next time whenever that next time may be Ed bye everyone Ed Ed bye didn't do it this episode Thank you for listening to GNT Dwarfcast, and we hope sometime in the future you'll decide to listen to our Dwarfcast again. Have a safe onward journey. Goodbye. Ed,
by, but Juliet May. <laughs> Juliet May. <laughs> Juliet May, Romeo, hopeful. <laughs> <laughs>